0: Last year on Power Reviews, we're here to discuss Power Rangers, psychological evaluation, everything's connected, dosage of heavy sedatives. What? Do I exist? Doesn't matter. Thus ends year zero. And now, Database Rangers Power Review. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another mind-numbingly overanalyzed episode of Analytical Fanboys. I'm your host, Simeon the Vacuuminator Scott, and I am, of course, as always, joined by my co-host, the salacious Chris Boingo Ryder Gaston. How are you doing this evening, sir?
1: I'm sitting on Jabba the Hutt's shoulder because the crumb.
0: Hey, hey, that's that's a reference.
1: That's that you don't understand, right?
0: I watch Star Wars. You no know, but you know Salacious Crumb? Yeah, I know who Salacious Crumb got I know the entire staff of Jabba's Palace. I will have you know putting my finger on my desk. Okay,
1: describe Max Rebo. He's a blue elephant dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just to hear, I just wanted to hear you say blue elephant dude. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, um, uh, so how the hell have you been in the last week, man? Uh, work. Yeah, about about (laughs) the same here. Uh, I don't know about you, but, um, I've, I'm getting, like, uh, five ten-hour shifts a week right now, and that's great, that's great money-wise, but... I'm fucking beat, and there's some personal shit that's going on right now, which I won't go into on the podcast. But uh, that's making it even crazier. I am, I am, a I am a shell of a man at the moment. But you know what? You don't have to be a shell, uh, a real man to talk about a fucking internet show, which is what we're gonna do tonight. Um, is it? Uh, I think so. Are you sure? Did we watched the same thing, didn't we? Did we? Database Rangers Power Reviews... Uh, year one... I'm fucking with you. I figured. <laughs> then I'm, you see... You can't... Supremely fuck with me... On any level... Because my script editor... To this day... Has this <laughs> troll... He does on me... On, on every script we work on together where he will hide the word banana somewhere in the script in an effort to trip me up while I am recording it. Thanos, butt. Okay, so, um, (laughs) our topic for this week is one that I put on the list, um, but... I think we both were mutually excited to talk about after we did our episode on Year Zero. Yeah. Um, it's Database Rangers Power Reviews Year One. This is the second season of the show um, where uh, our titular character, Database Ranger, reviews some more Power Rangers. He talks about the rest of Samurai or Super Samurai, and then he delves into Megaforce. We also get some classic episode reviews. All the while, the sort of mystery about who he is, where he comes from, why Dr. K is in his apartment, that all gets expanded on like crazy, and also we get introduced to a bunch of more characters, and a bunch more questions start getting asked, because, well, some crazy shit goes down, we'll talk about that a little more once we get into things. Um, Oh yeah. Chris, why don't you tell me what you thought about this season, and give me your best thing, worst thing. Uh,
1: He upped his production quality a little bit every once in a while. There's some things that go like, eh. But it's also, like, what, 2013 that ep- uh, those episodes were made? 2012?
0: I think so. It's right around that time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's been about consistent. It's consistent, which is uh, which is a good thing. Uh, writing is at least tight. It's clever. Yeah, uh, it's,
0: it's, oh, it's... We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. His
1: insights <laughs> into the show are neat. Yeah. Uh, and somewhat nuanced and a lot... Very, very optimistic in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so your best thing, worst thing? Uh, best thing was...
1: Uh, the best way to put this, and it's, it's probably going to sound a little bit like a shitty compliment, that they worked extremely well within their budget.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. They
1: knew That's- exactly what they wanted, but knew that they couldn't achieve... All of it, so they were very very particular on how to achieve a good number of those things.
0: Yeah um, like and I think a lot of that comes from his his theater community back community theater background um, just because you all, you always have a very limited budget there, but you always try to put on the best show you possibly can for your money. And uh, a lot of that comes through here. Um, we're talking about
1: the cinematography and knowing what shots to get to get the idea. Uh, yeah. Um, but the best way to describe it, and we can get into it a little bit later, is the the worst thing is it zigged when I thought it was going to zag. And How
0: so let's go ahead, let's go ahead and talk about that. A little
1: okay. Bit. Well, the thing is, it's a it's later on in the year, kind of season spoiler.
0: Okay, so well, I didn't know if
1: you wanted to go in the story in order, and when it gets to that point, I'll bring it up.
0: Well, i I don't exactly have like an outline of topics or like plot points to go over. Um, I was just more so hoping to have a general discussion like we did last time.
1: Okay, well, uh, I just didn't know. Well, okay. Part of this is completely my own expectation, but I, as I was watching the. The, uh, throughout it, I was going like, "Oh man, it seems like he's hinting to this," and what he was really hinting was that the character database was the Phantom Ranger.
0: What did you think he was hinting at?
1: Okay, l- now let me explain. He, it, because you said he drops hints everywhere, so I was going like, "Okay," and I started like trying to put two, a couple of things together when he, while he was doing it, and he went, "Okay, his name is Database Ranger." And in one Mm -hmm. video, he was talking about how Kay talked about the other rangers and gave them the ranger designation first and said that would be really awkward with him, ranger database. Yeah. Okay. So he's talking about extra dimensional things the whole season. Like, where does he come from? He's a cyborg. He's like an android. He's, He's a manufactured person. He has no identifiable past. And he's dealing with all these interdimensional things. Why is he doing that? Why is he connected to Dr. K and all these other ranger-esque things? In my head, this is going to maybe sound dumb or maybe go like, I can see that. I thought he was the a human embodiment of the morphing grid.
0: Oh, so you thought he was like um, Power Rangers, Aka Ranger... Yeah, I thought he—that's not just
1: Acker Ranger, but just more of like he is a physical representation. Like he is a representation of the Morphing Grid. That's why a he has all the Ranger knowledge. That explains his name, Database Ranger, Ranger yeah. Database, Morphing Grid. So that's Are where I know, was. That's where I was thinking it was going. And then he when he brought up the Phantom Ranger, I went, that makes sense where the you're going with the plot because I was going much more into symbol symbolic kind of cosmic Marvel direction.
0: Fair enough. Um I think that's maybe a little too high concept for this show. Um and and also just like the moment he started talking about Turbo and Space and he had bo- whenever he talks about Cassius voice gets a little more softer. Um like, I I thought that would have immediately tipped you off to it. Because I knew something was up with that, but I wasn't sure what. And then the moment the reveal happened, I was like, Oh, shit! That's
1: totally what that was! See, um, see I just thought that was, oh, character thing. Okay. I was trying to pick up more on, the like, the giant <laughs> things.
0: Mm. Um so and like that call, and like I said that's more
1: like... um, a, 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 a disappointment on expectations of me because I was going like oh man because I like those big theological philosophical bullshit things yeah so I was thinking oh man this is going to be talking about morphing grid because I love stupid morphing grid thoughts and theories mm-hmm.
0: like I said I can see how you would go there um uh but just for me back when I was watching the show as it was being made um I had no idea where it was going and I was I was like trying to grab onto things like I said the Cassie thing I knew was a bit off but uh I totally didn't see the Phantom Ranger thing coming until it happened and then it clicked all clicked into place and I was like that makes total sense okay Especially for, like, a Power Rangers fan web show thing, um, where it's like, okay, if you want to have your character have some cool powers and do some Power Ranger-esque stuff, how could you fit them into the canon? Oh, the Phantom Ranger's identity has literally never been revealed. Like, there's still... Even now with the comics, we still don't know who the hell he is. Oh, yeah, Um, no, I understand
1: why it makes sense, and, like... Ultimately, i go, like, yeah, you made a better decision, because how the fuck on that budget do you go, he's the entirety of the idea of the morphing grid?
0: Yeah, because that was also my next question, was, like, do you think it's, like, a bad or good decision to make him the Phantom Ranger?
1: Ultimately, I think it's a better decision for what they're going for, but if I was to make my own version of this kind of thing, I'd go full on
0: you're you the morphin master
1: i i make him the morphing grid like the morphing grid and like like why not ha- like just dumb like i love the weird cosmic side of marvel the living tribunal death eternity the one above all i love those high concept uber powered humanizations of concept mm. and like have i ever told you my morphing grid theory
0: like Uh, I don't think you have. We've we rarely actually talk Power Rangers. Um, <laughs> like I think I think the episodes we've done on power reviews have been the only times you and I have talked about Power Rangers, except to acknowledge that we both like it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um and this maybe play into another reason why I thought it was going this direction, because I like this is okay. Quick uh sidetrack. My theory on the morphing grid is ...that the morphing grid itself is the the webbing in between dimensions, specifically between the Power Ranger dimension and the Super Sentai dimension. Hmm. That the morphing grid ultimately is the expunged power from Sentai teams, hence the time delay between Adaptation... And that Zordon was keying in to a certain frequency. And the reason why he picked the Zuringia frequency was because it was... It, it, Canon-wise, it has been around the longest.
0: Yeah.
1: Because it was around since prehistoric time. So that power signature has been around on that Earth, expunging energy for so long... That when, they, when Zordon was going, like, I need an energy to help fight shit... He zeroed in on that and was like, oh shit... This seems really powerful. I can use this. We'll call it the morphing grid.
0: That's really interesting. And um, that also—I ex- think I've ever heard anyone say something like that. Um,
1: and that also explains that can explain a many number thing. things. Why did they never go into a backward season? Well, simple—they already had a starting point, so they were going for the next strongest signature, which would be the next seasons, hmm. the next Sentai teams. Why did this happen? Uh, why did Die Ranger happen? Well, maybe the power, maybe the suits got lost in the frequency, but the uh, uh, the robots and the White Ranger were able to be heavily keyed into. So on and so mm-hmm. forth for any other next season, and that also explains and gives a headcanon reason for all the back, uh, all the other power uh, keys in Super uh, Megaforce. Because there was residual energy from the Sentai morphing grid.
0: That's actually really fucking smart. Um, as far as, like, fixing Megaforce goes. Um, Jake has his own explanation for the Megaforce stuff, which is just kind of more temporal distortion kind of shit um, that comes up in the next season. Uh, but I like that as well. That's pretty smart. Um,
1: because then it also, like... Because I'm a Marvel fan, I like multidimensional, interdimensional weird bullshit that plays into it. So I was going like, yeah. oh yeah, I like this, I have this whole Morphing Grid concept whenever I watch this stuff to a certain extent, because it's never going to be a thing that they acknowledge in canon, and they're never going to <laughs> give an explanation to the Morphing Grid because it's too easy not to. So why not have fun with it?
0: Yeah, and I mean like, if we're if we were to ever get an official... Um, which never happened in a million fucking years, but if we were to ever get an official Power Rangers Super Sentai crossover, that is the way I would do it. Like, that's a great idea for that.
1: And hell, it could explain other weird bullshit things, like uh, the feedback loop also affects the Sentai universe, and that's why the GoBusters said it's morphing time.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and that's why Yoshi was in that one uh, scene in The Ninja. Because, uh, Mm. because, like, in Database Rangers shit, uh, different universes, same people, he was also a ranger in the, uh, rangerverse, but in that universe, that person's just strongly, uh, strongly, um, attracted to ranger fight, uh, ranger stuff, and he just ran into that fight.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, um, (laughs) I, I just realized we've taken, like, five minutes on this tangent, I'm sorry. Um, and while it is a really good tangent, I do like that idea a lot. Um, let's go ahead and get back on topic, um, and go ahead and talk about some of the uh the expanded cast we get in this season. What did you what did you think of some of them? Uh Guy
1: was cool, I like his deadpan, it was a great it was a great ver- different version of a straight man compared to K because K can also be the straight man, but she's better when she's techno babbling. Mm-hmm. So having him there be like dry wit and everything, it works. Um the Stepford couple,
0: the More Potsners.
1: Yeah. I didn't real like I was watching the credits the the cast list at the last video and I was like, "Oh, it's just a mix of the two actors' names."
0: Yeah. Um they're actually married in real life. Oh. Yeah. They're just a couple that Jake and Marissa knew from community theater stuff, and they were like, hey, do you want to play these weird like conehead characters in our show? And they were like, yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Um, yeah! They were cool. Uh,
1: Mayo was interesting, and it was a neat way to do a thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I understand why they went in this direction, because A, they are a real couple, mm-hmm. but just in terms of writing, the romance was a little, I won't say forced, but kind of uh... Paint by
0: Numbers? Yeah, it it does feel a little like... Um... It was... It felt just naturally the direction things go. There's not a whole lot of twists in it. But I feel like it works for the story. It also... Yeah, but it, all, and it gives,
1: like, another layer of tension. But, like... Mm-hmm. It was a thing that was much more of, like, Okay, that's happening. Then, okay, what's gonna happen next?
0: You know? And it also provides an easy lead-in to, um the alphabet soup stuff and figuring out that there's alternate dimensions and different versions of people, um, and all, and all that stuff. Like, um, Mayo, and Mayo gets more to do next season. Like, she actually gets, um, some, some usefulness to the group as a unit, um, fighting alphabet soup. Um, whereas here she's just kind of a damsel in distress. Um, but, uh...
1: What, when she's not a damsel in that? distress, she does she she's interesting. When she was, it was yeah. like,
0: okay, you're playing into mm-hmm. And also if you've watched any of like the Jake says hi or their live reactions to new episodes.
1: The only it's, reaction it's, it's, I watched <laughs> was the X Aid one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cause I'm an ex I'm a slut for X Aid. Oh, did you watch his uh his in character review of X Aid? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Okay, that's not a live reaction. That's just a ranger log. Yeah, um, or writer log as he calls that one. Um, there. Uh, but they do a. Uh, they do some out of character stuff, and if you watch that, you can really tell that Mayo is just an embellished version of Marissa.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying like I'm not saying the character's bad. I'm just saying.
0: Oh no, she she's not bad at all. I'm just saying, like, there's these obvious things that are there.
1: Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, most of it seemed pretty good. Um, the one mad scientist was fun for the scene he was in.
0: Yeah, uh, that's Doctor C. He's gonna he's gonna actually come back next season. He's a reoccurring character, though. I think in this season he's just credited as Alphabet Soup Scientist.
1: But. The C's for crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm assuming Jake was doing there. I've never asked him about it, though. Name him um, L for lunatic. Yeah. Um, um, so, since we're, we're kind of touching on that, uh, what did you think of Alphabet Soup's inclusion in this? It was neat
1: because, A, you never really saw much of them in the actual season, so there's a lot you can just go, but what if? Uh, there with... Um so that's kind of neat. Uh I think the budget hurt it a lot because they they reused actors and they gave a really good explanation for why they were reusing actors. Like that was top notch. Yeah. Great great working within your budget, but like Um Because there's sort of this MIB kind of operation, men in black uh yeah. kind of thing. It would have been nice to see – I don't want to say, like, MIV because that was meant to be, like, a big, lighthearted thing. Uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe – have you ever seen – have you ever seen anything from, like, uh, SCP-13 or something like that? I've never heard of that. The SCP Foundation?
0: I can't say I've heard of that. Okay, it's uh,
1: an internet collective that just make weird, creepy shit. Uh, and this one organiz- organization that deals with it. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, have you seen Warehouse 13?
0: I've heard of it. I may have seen a clip or two, but I don't. I don't know a whole lot.
1: Basically, what I'm trying to get is like it felt. It felt like a small cell, which maybe that's what he was going for. But it would have been neat to.
0: All right. Um... Spoiler for next season, it is what he's going for. This is like an offshoot that a certain couple people... I won't say who, because it's a a big reveal. Um, But there's a certain couple people from Alphabet Soup... um, ...who split off and took this cell to go do some nefarious shit. Okay. Um, But, like, it felt... It felt like a cell,
1: and... He was selling it as, like, the headquarters...
0: Well, I don't know about that. I mean, to me, it just felt like, well, it's one base, but to a guy who's literally barely ever left his apartment, it feels like a big, intimidating headquarters-type building. Yeah. Again,
1: I'm going in with expectations of my own self. Uh, The one thing that bugged me a lot, and it, it may just be me, but the camera they used, for some reason, repeatedly, I just saw yellow streaking on their image quality.
0: Yeah, I think that was just the case of, like, some bad lighting setups, and Jake has admitted he's not the best at lighting. Um, and he he tries to shoot outside as little as possible, because he has no idea how to control that. Um, his words, not mine. Uh, White balance and ISOs. Yeah. And, um, like... I, I, it's kind of that thing of, like, I see it as part of the charm of the show. Like, it, I see it as, like, it's a guerrilla filmmaking project.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I don't, um, I don't blame them for it. It's just the thing that kind of was there. And it was, hmm. it didn't distract for me. It was just more of, like, oh, yeah, there's the thing again. Okay. Yeah.
0: Like, it never, it never um, bothered me. The only time, like, a lighting problem has ever bothered me is that scene where the two agents are driving off with Mayo, um, and they're shooting outside, and because it's the middle of the day, and, and he's standing on asphalt, light is shining up on Jake so hard that it looks like he's, like, the Holy Ghost.
1: That he's overexposed.
0: Yeah. Um, that would have... Especially because I was, like... Okay, I can see how on the day, you wouldn't be able to figure out how to fix that, but like, there's editors with just auto-adjust your balance, auto-adjust your coloring features, and I could just throw that shit on, and it wouldn't look great, but it would look much better.
1: Yeah, and that's, again, experience. This is only, what, the second year they're doing that? Yeah. Not even second year, maybe the first year, because they started in the middle of the year with the first season, right?
0: I think so. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I'd have to go back and look at the dates again.
1: But, again, I'm not trying to, like, shit on them. It's just more of, like, oh, that's just things I notice.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely, like, a matter of just differing expectation levels here. Because, like, I never noticed that shit um, until, like, this watch-through. And I think that was more so because it's, like... I, I was watching it for enjoyment and with the understanding of it's a thing a couple made in their spare time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And this time I'm going through with a bit more of an analytical eye because we're doing it. I'm watching it for a show that's literally has the word analytical in the title. Yeah, and I'm,
1: and and part of the reason I may be noticing these things a little bit more is just because I'm used to watching. What's the best way to fucking describe these kind of shows? Because there's a there, it is a significant genre of internet video. Um,
0: Teletag style.
1: Yeah, but I I kind of want to stop associating it uh, these kind of videos with that. Yeah, I would like to t- as well. That's why I'm trying to t- come up with a genre name for it. So it's so we don't have to go Teletag,
0: but like synopsis and jokes. Uh. Analytical narrative? I guess, but, like, very few of the Tig Tig style shows actually do an analytical narrative. Like, there's pretty much this show, um, Faelis When He Feels Like It, and Winkara. Yeah, um,
1: no, but they have internal uh, narratives within the episode. It may not be an overarching narrative, but it could be episodic. Like, um, Anime abandon.
0: I have not watched that show in so long. I've for- I've forgotten a lot about what? what it's like.
1: Uh, it's gotten really good. He lost a lot of weight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's good for him. Um, but <laughs> but uh, but yeah. this, uh, videos of this kind of genre, I'm used to the more for lack like of a better way of describing it, polished. So going backwards in time and go and, and like here's a, they're go, going backwards to a person who at the time was less experienced at the time may not had the best equipment. I'm not looking at those imperfections as like <laughs> imperfection. <laughs> less less stars. You get less stars and kudos from me. It's just more of like oh that's a thing, and it's more of like I hope I I. I I see that they were trying, and I just see that it was there, and I don't want to not say that it wasn't there.
0: Okay. Um, it, it, it'd yeah,
1: be like seeing I, a it'd be like seeing a pigeon without a leg, and you can ignore it. It's it's not gonna hurt anything. It's not it's not hurting anything else. But you just go, that's a pigeon with a uh, with one leg. Oh there yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, I I I I definitely. I definitely get that, and I'm glad you went through that explanation because I I real I needed that to understand where you were coming from. I think.
1: <laughs> do, um, do you understand where I'm coming from? Because I think I lost myself in that diatribe. I, I
0: do. It's 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 you're used to YouTube videos made in 2018, and you're looking at videos made in 2013, 2014, that sort of time frame. Yeah, and you're like. Oh, yeah, there was a time before everybody had crystal clear HD production. Yeah,
1: because now it's,
0: like, fucking so easy to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. It's so also, easy to... Have... You,
0: and also, if you have any less than that, your likelihood of succeeding is so much lower than it was back in those days.
1: Yeah, because back in the day, your video, can be sh- your video quality can be shit, but your audio can be great and you're good. Now it's... You gotta be at least a. You gotta have been watch at least what an hour's worth of tutorials to be pretty okay at editing, and good video quality. You just you're good. Yeah. Like, just because we it's been a few years and a lot more people are understanding of video production, like a lot more. It's easier to understand video production in a yeah, general video sense
0: production is like is, it yeah general video production is like a common language of this generation in a way it wasn't in a few, a few years ago a few years ago it was like we understand how to set up a camera and talk in front of it if we're already a sociable person now it's like i understand how to set up a camera talk in front of it put it on my computer put it into an editor um, and edit clips in a way that they won't get caught by Content ID and also have a bunch of cool effects and um, also, uh, to throw in a thing from this, I can turn into a Power Ranger. Ain't that cool? Yeah, but
1: like, it's it's a little bit charming to go back and see like, oh yeah, this was the internet back then. It'd be like going back and watching an old, uh, an old Philip DeFranco, an old Wheezy Waiter, Going back and watching the old, like old Rhett and Link, and you go like, "Oh yeah, these have an old school charm it charm to them." But that's because this was made back when those things were old school charm. Yeah, it's not like um, it's a current product that feels like that. It's no, it's that old. It's
0: it's not a fr- it's not Stranger Things. It's the Transformers the movie. Yeah. Um ye um I don't know if that was the best comparison I probably should have gone to like a Steven Spielberg movie but oh well it's done now
1: yeah but uh. <laughs> it, it, it but it's just I wanted to point those things out just not because oh shame on you but more that's a thing that's a thing that's a thing and and maybe and maybe they get better they probably do I haven't watched the rest of it you have you could probably say so like no wait I did watch the last the latest latest episode just to see. If the video production quality came up and it did, oh, and they wow. also have some good set design, I didn't understand How lost shit.
0: Were you? I, I didn't, didn't understand, understand shit. shit. <laughs> uh,
1: but I, but also I think, also the latest ones in four by three, and the one right before it was in sixty nine, and I was like, wait a second, aspect ratio. Maybe that just got messed up in the edit or something.
0: Yeah, it, I, it takes him a while to get aspect ratio down. I think,
1: <laughs> um, but. I just watched the latest one, I was like, oh cool, there's genuine set design. There's some interesting um, costume. They did this. It's like there is noted improvement. That's why I'm not like bashing all these little so, imperfections. It's much more of like, that's the thing, that's the thing, that's the thing. Because I know so, he gets better.
0: Yeah. So those are great sets, but I'm I'm gonna burst the bubble just a little bit on you here and let you in on the fact that those sets are repurposed from a um Fan, a one-off fan film he did that was the first episode of a Power Rangers adaptation of Go Busters, like, two years before Beast Morphers was announced.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. He was, because he had just, he had watched Go Busters in anticipation of it being the next show, and then Dino Charge got announced, and he was like, what, they're skipping it? okay. I'll adapt it myself, because I love that Sentai, and I had a lot of ideas for how to adapt it. <laughs> so he made so we made a pilot episode for what would be a season of Power Rangers, and, pre- and actually premiered it at, um, at Power Morphicon. They, they kind of let him have a panel to do it. Um, and uh, it's, it's pretty good. You should look it up. It's called Power Rangers Grid Defense. But again... It's fine using
1: that shit. Power Rangers does that shit anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, a lot of the uh, soldier suits in, what, Lost Galaxy were based on, uh, were borrowed from Star Trek Troopers.
0: Oh, no, they direct, they direct bought those as soon as production on that movie finished. Or I think <laughs> they might have been in a warehouse. Yeah, I'm not, I'm because not they, because sure. a lot of people use those suits. Okay, I, I didn't know those get used a lot. Oh, oh yeah. and also, uh, Astronomers costume is, uh, oh, I forget what character it was, but the, the like, black bodysuit she wears when she's got the purple wig, that, that was, that was in the Spawn movie. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Power Rangers, get all yeah. the pop culture, no, pop Power Rangers, dive into Pop Culture's dumpster and get what you can. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Okay, that's the best um, way to
1: describe it. Holy shit!
0: So I wanna, I wanna take the reins for kind of a little second here and talk about uh, the thing that happens in this season that kind of cements this as like my favorite story-driven review thing, because. Jake is constantly doing these, going out of his way to put in these little explanations for things that are just inherent to this genre of online video. Like he did with the camera. No one else, yeah, no one else does. And you get that in season one with the camera, but in this season he just goes ham on it. Like he explains, uh, constantly cutting to clips for jokes, what is that? He's doing impressions. Um why are videos taking so long to come out the the time stream is literally getting fucked because of what the villains are doing um there's a couple other things but they're not coming to my mind right the now references, like the references once he pages. realizes
1: he's a technopath and that's why he can get all the extra footage
0: yeah um yeah him doing the uh the episodes just randomly while he's doing stuff, and you know, people are going like, why are you reviewing right now? He has no choice. It's being shot into his brain, and he has to work through it. Yeah. And and then there's also, why is it so tied why is he doing so many story beats that are similar to the thing he's reviewing? Well, it's because the, the two dimensions and what is going on with them are kind of intermixed right now. And he'll go more into that in season two, like I said. Um,
1: and see, that's another reason why I thought it was he was the morphing grid, because the morphe like the more like the morphing grid may have seen, oh shit, here's a way to help yourself. Yeah, father son, holy ghost style.
0: Well, um, and he's he hasn't gone into it at this point, um, but like you could still say like the the Phantom Rangers, um is like has some kind of feed into the morphing grid like he's got some sort his positronic brain is tied into it somehow
1: yeah like when i when i realized it was was less of oh shit my theory is gone and pointless it's much more of like maybe my theory isn't pointless but it may not be the way i thought it was
0: Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah like i was saying that that stuff with the uh with explaining the little tropes of the genre and the things that have to be there, that stuff is just so brilliant to me. And it's what puts it a step above all the other story-driven review shows I've seen. Like, it's hard for me to watch shows like Atop the Fork Wall after I've watched this show, because Jake puts so much care into integrating the story into the review and making it all feel natural... That when I go over to Atop the Fourth Wall and it's like, episode ends, long ass credit sequence, here's five minutes of story shit that has nothing to do with the review, I'm like, wow, you really didn't think this out, and you're really just trying to get an episode out every week, aren't you? And like, not to dump on Lewis Lovehog, because I do enjoy Atop the Fourth Wall, I'm just saying it's such a step down in comparison. Yeah. I can see that. Um Oh god. But it's not yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) snot. I'm sorry, I had snot running down my sinus eye. It's it's okay, we'll we'll edit it out. I'm lying. I don't care. I I thought I was I thought I was just talking to them. Ugh. Oh God! <laughs> I'm, I'm just oh. waiting for you to work through it so we can continue.
1: All right, this should be good.
0: Okay, um, is is there anything else you'd like to really touch on? Um, ba ba ba.
1: I'm trying to think. Uh. The uh, special effects were as good as they could make them. Again, budget like yeah. they did well within their budget. Um, but also d- also did using you- like classic old school technique like painting on the stills to make a lightning bolt portal. It's like yeah, yeah, that fits. That fits with the Power Ranger aesthetic.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice that his helmet was CGI? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. See, it, it took me an episode. <laughs> oh Lord! Oh, but that's because I, I think that was just because the first time I watched these episodes, I was so shocked at the reveal that it kind, that I was kind of just in awe of it. And then next season, when he comes in as the Phantom Ranger again, I'm like, "Oh, that's a bit floaty. What's going on there?" <laughs> um, that's a bit floaty. Uh, but if if you look at recent uploads on his channel, he has just recently gotten in a helmet from Anarchy Cosplay, so in the final episodes of the show, he will have an actual helmet. Which helps him out a lot, because in all the time I've talked to Jake, all, a lot of stuff with us goes back to compositing as hell, don't do it, hire actual twins if you're going to have doubles in a show. uh Get an actual helmet if you're gonna have a helmeted character in a show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that—that's a large part of what t- makes the episodes take so long to come out. Now is just compositing. It takes forever for him to get done. Put some put do some
1: dots on his friend. face so he can have some points of reference.
0: He, um. I don't know actually what his process is. I just know it takes him quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Um uh but yeah, um one other thing I did want to touch on is I really like how he uses the the classic episode reviews to sort of um build up the uh, the knowledge of the other characters and kind of get them to points where they're more capable of doing reviews and um he always picks an episode that's very emblematic of its season, and is easy, and because is easy for him to get in his entire thoughts on the season through it, because he doesn't know if he'll be able to go back and do more episodes from that season at any point. Because um, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode we did on Power Reviews, but he does have a definitive end for it. To for it, um, episode one hundred will be the last episode. Ah. Uh. Um, and, uh, um, one, one detail I really like about those classic episode reviews is when they're going for the intro and just going like, these are the characters, these are the, this is the basic knowledge you need to know to understand the plot synopsis I'm about to give you. That's really smart. I rarely see other reviewers do anything like that, and, um, I think it helps people just jumping into the show at that point a lot. Yep. Um
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. agree <laughs>
0: Um So how did how did you um react to the whole initial arc of Kay disappears and then she's back and worse we're still not sure if she's real until the alphabet soup stuff goes down Uh I thought was... cuz that was a that was a big point of um, like intrigue with us in the last episode, and we didn't really follow up on it yet. Yeah, no.
1: I my theory that she was a member of the again, I like high minded weird gobbledygook shit. I, that she was a she was a creation of the collective unconscious was wrong.
0: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I I, like I said there is hinting at stuff like that that happens later. Like well, I just it, go full
1: exactly I just go full psychedelic with this shit apparently.
0: You know what? You know what we need to do? We need to get we need to get you on some Doctor Strange.
1: Uh I read Doctor Strange. <laughs> I need to catch up, but
0: um I hear the the new uh Marvel Fresh start book is quite good. I haven't read it though.
1: Um and I really enjoyed the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. Uh but, yeah, no, like, King Gizzard, the Lizard Wizard, one of my favorite bands, uh, full of that kind of shit. Ooh. Like, legit, they have a song where a robot desires to eat, gets the ability to eat, eats so much that it starts to puke, and then puke so much that it destroys the universe.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. They have a whole album that's just completely microtonal, like, they they built microtonal guitars. Oh my god! Um, they have a whole album that can completely repeat, um, due to the fact that the last song fades into the first song, so it can be a complete loop.
0: Wow!
1: And just last year, they released five albums—not songs, albums—of twenty songs a piece about roughly in a year. Well.
0: While touring, that's 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 cool, but I'm all but I'm not entirely impressed with it just because I know there's bands out there who do album every month, new song every day kind
1: of thing. No, 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 while touring and running an independent record label out of Australia, huh? Like, (laughs) and each album isn't just more of the same thing, each album is a completely different concept.
0: Interesting.
1: The first one was the microtonal, so A, they had to relearn guitar to play an entire album. And the second one was, like, psychedelic jazz. Hmm, It's weird. I love them.
0: Uh,
1: but back to the database.
0: Yeah, Um. Any, <laughs> anything else you wanna you want to touch on before we wrap up here? I love how they go out of their way
1: not call him a homunculus because that's what he is he's a See, science I homunculi
0: i didn't even know that term until you said it now so do you don't know what I, a homunculi I, I is i don't think i i don't think i would have gotten it if they had gone there and i don't think other viewers would have
1: a homunculi is a human created by alchemic means Okay. At least that was the old thing, but now you can say a homunculus is a human created through blank means.
0: Because that's what
1: they're inferring, that Database Ranger is technically, fully functionally, a human being. He's just not created with sperm and egg.
0: Yeah. Um... Yeah, I didn't even know that t- that term existed. I didn't know al- I I don't know a lot of alchemy shit. All I know about alchemy is that there's this this one guy who he's full metal.
1: And even then that's not that's not that's not traditional classic medieval alchemy. Hmm. I I know too much
0: shit. Well, you'll in time you will teach it. To, to us. He will teach <laughs> us all a lot of things, I'm sure. Um, uh, but you know what was was a great teaching moment in this show? Um, that fucking speech Jake drops in the penultimate, or I guess it is the final episode of year one, uh, because the Christmas episode is technically a special. Um, but that, that speech about how like, it doesn't matter if they're not the Rangers you grew up with, or if you find them embarrassing. Um, every season matters. Every all of them are important because they all happened. Like
1: yeah, Mr. Megaforce a, sucks.
0: Yeah, that was that was a big moment for me when that episode came out. I I don't know if I was actually making Megaforce sucks at the time.
1: I was more um, making a joke. I was. I'm not. I'm not trying to poke bubbles I know. in you. I know. I'm just going like right. <laughs> that
0: that was indeed a thing that happened. Um. Uh But but yeah, it's such a great, powerful little speech, and like, um, it's it's one of those things where every time I watch it, because I have seen that episode multiple times, every time I watch it, I'm kind of like. Yeah, you know I rag on certain seasons, but at the end of the day, it all it all does matter. I'm like, it's one of those things where people like I remember back when the episode um, Samurai Surprise aired. Um, that's a Megaforce episode where this where Jaden returns and one of the Megaforce Rangers calls Jaden legendary. They're like, "Oh, you did this, you did that. You're you're Jaden, the Red Samurai Ranger. You're well." dot 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 legendary and a lot of people got pissed off about Jane being called that because this was fresh off the heels of samurai and a lot of adult fans still aren't very fond of samurai and i remember looking at that on twitter and i was like no he he's still a ranger his season still happened and just by the very base definition of this season where the past rangers are referred to as the legendary rangers, no matter what season they come from, he is a legendary ranger. He does—he deserves that title. Um, and so, like, while there's seasons and parts of the show that I utterly despise, I—I I will never deny them their status as a part of the show because they still happen. Like, I'm—I another great anecdote is back when. People were constantly doing petitions of like Saban should completely reshoot Megaforce and and use our scripts. Like, <laughs> like there there were go there were GoFundmes for that shit, and I was like, you people are literally insane. What are you doing?
1: I hate shit like that. Yeah, they didn't like, do the thing I wanted them to do.
0: They're wrong. It's a terrible, awful, no good season. But like. There's no going back. Uh, oh lord. Fuck uh, me. after the show. I keep you gotta you gotta come, <laughs> man. We're, we're after the show. I've told this guy five times now. He's so impatient, you wouldn't believe it. Um Motherfucker,
1: uh, I'm gonna shove an unpleasant
0: dildo up your ass. Yeah, but just be patient. Motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, I think that's about all we have to say as far as, like, specific talking points, so, um, closing thoughts?
1: Um, good effort by a low-budget team doing a low-budget thing for love and passion.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good times, and, like... Like I said, um, the most top-tier writing in this genre, in my opinion. And that's the large reason of why I love it. I can I can overlook the production stuff for these tight, fucking tight scripts. All right, fucking Digi. Yeah. That's exactly what I was doing there. Thank you very much. All right, well, let's go on now to questions. And uh, as is typical in this household um nobody wants to put in any participation nobody wants to do their chores we didn't get any questions motherfucker we have 8
1: subscribers
0: that could be 8 questions right there that's all I'm
1: saying 3 of those subscribers are me and you probably
0: well what the hell me and you why aren't you pulling your weight (laughs) alright Chris let's go on to the random question generator and pick our randomly randomly generated question no 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 you're saying
1: that right random questioning questions Yeah.
0: (laughs) go ahead and pick a number between 1 and 5 for me Uh, 6 what do you like better cake or pie
1: (laughs) 4 I'll go with 4
0: Um, which do you like better, cat, dogs or cats?
1: Um, dogs.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely more of a dog person. Um, I've had cats a couple times, but I've almost always had a dog, um, through my entire life because, uh, little known fact about me, um, until like, I, I want to say like maybe a couple years before I started my, uh, my quote-unquote, YouTube career, um, my family raised English Springer Spaniels. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Um, Neat. Yeah. Now, Um, I want I There's a dog I want. I want a Russian bear dog.
0: That sounds familiar, but I can't picture it in my head.
1: Hold on. I'm going to find a picture
0: and send it to you. Okay. Okay, we're going to do this.
1: another name for them is caucasian shepherd dog on. I'm getting a couple photos so you can get the scale of this beast.
0: Oh, you want, a, you want a big puppy. Big puppy. Oh, it's these dogs! Okay, yeah, I've seen these. I want one of those beasts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always kind of wanted a husky. Um, Like I said, for most of my life it's been English Springer Spaniels. Uh, Currently, I have a King Charles Cavalier because the la- the last of our Spaniels actually passed away shortly before we moved out of Florida here to South Carolina. Um. Uh, but yeah, um, I- I've 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 had cats and like, not to bag on people who are cat people, but there's a simple difference between cats and dogs where. Cats only want to hang out and do stuff when they want to hang out and do stuff. Dogs are just always down to clown. Um, <laughs> and if you want to be left alone, they'll go in the other room and lie in their bed. Um, like, dogs are ju- dogs are just that friend that's always there, but they've got their own shit going on. And that's, that's why I like dogs better. Um, uh, not to say there's anything wrong with having cats, especially because... Uh, I I know Jake and Marissa are cat people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, my family has a cat right now. The cat's cool. And it loves to be fucking head-scritched, but... The cat's not gonna go fetch for you, so...
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Plus they shit in the box. I mean, who does
0: that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Um... (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, that is your randomly generated <laughs> question of the week, everyone. So sorry, I thought that ahead. would be funny. It 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 was. It, okay, it, good. You're you're a comedic genius, Chris.
1: I wouldn't go so far as saying comedic.
0: Ayo. Okay. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen, and we are gonna go ahead and select. Our topic for the next episode of Analytical Fanboys. Chris, are you ready? Um uh am I? I don't know. Can can you see it?
1: Yes. <laughs> I mean, technically.
0: All right. Well then, we will select the next episode's topic in 3 2 1. Come on, load. Buckaroo Banzai. Oh shit.
1: I suggested this. Ooh, Buckaroo Banzai. I actually
0: I've I've heard legends about this film. So I am I am actually very excited to do
1: this. Uh, should we give um, the audience a primer?
0: I'm I I'm, uh, go ahead and go ahead and give them the primer since you're more familiar with it. Yeah, that's
1: what I meant. Like Okay, so I suggested this. It's a movie from 1985. Starring the dude who also played RoboCop.
0: Uh, Peter Weller.
1: Yep, yep, that guy. Couldn't remember his name for half a second. Basically, it is the story of Buckaroo Banzai. The brain surgeon, race car driver, uh, international detective. Um, what else does he do? Rockstar, he's a rock star. Uh, in a bunch of other things. Fighting evil. Also, there are Jamaican aliens.
0: Yes. Oh, I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited to finally watch this movie. I'm gonna have to uh, get a hold of a copy because I I don't own one as I haven't seen the movie. Um, but that's probably not entirely a problem, especially because of. Uh, do you wanna Do you wanna go ahead and uh, announce uh, the hiatus? There's going to be a hiatus. Yo. <laughs> Hi. I'm here. Okay. Okay. Shit. I thought you got disconnected for a second there. No, I was I just making a
1: dumb joke because you said, you want to go ahead and announce the hiatus and I went, there's going to be a hiatus.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, my screen like froze in a weird way for a second probably because I stopped sharing my screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But... Um,
1: no, um, um, we both want to keep working on um, uh, some independent projects for us a little bit, so we're going to take a quick—I'd say—quick little break. Not a not just a long for time, like a
0: week, maybe two um, of just basically. Wor- yeah, basically, I've had two videos in the oven for about a month now. Chris has had more for longer. Um, so we wanna we wanna take just like a little break from the show to get um, these couple videos out and about, and uh, as soon as that is done, we will we will go ahead and reconvene for the next episode. Um, yeah, I'm pretty far along on these two videos. I don't know where you are on yours, but um,
1: um like for a good number I of say, them, it's just a bunch of editing, and it's it's more of uh putting one thing directly on the back burner for me will just be able to consciously bring the thing that's kind of been on the back burner, which have been my videos because of real life and daily work, um, back onto a a front burner kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and like, um, mine are probably, I've been, I've been working on mine in all the, like, spare time I've had over the last couple weeks, but that's not been a whole lot, especially because work is just killing me right now. Um, but if I can just sit down and do almost nothing but edit my next couple days off, I can probably get those out within a week or two, um, which is what I'm planning to do as soon as I've got this thing up. Um, but, also, uh,
1: dude, you can uh, rent *Buckaroo Banzai* on Amazon for
0: 3.99. Oh, cool. Um, I kind of you- wa- I kind of want to get the DVD though because do you remember that thing I told you about the DVD that I found out? Uh uh-uh. uh What? There's a commentary track on the DVD with like the director and like a couple other people who were crew members on the film, and then the guy who plays the chronicler of Buckaroo Banzai is on the commentary, and he's in character the whole time, and people are constantly asking him questions about how accurate the film is to the actual Buckaroo Banzai.
1: Oh, that shit! That shit's great. Okay, I also need. A, I also have another movie I need to put on the list. That I'm going um, to put in place of Buckaroo.
0: Okay, go ahead and do that. Uh, do you um, want to know what it is? I mean, I'll see it as soon as I look at the list next, so go ahead and tell me.
1: UHF.
0: Oh, that'll be dope. I love that movie. Um, but, but And, yeah, while we, uh, and uh,
1: when we do the podcast, we're going to eat Twinkie Wiener sandwiches.
0: You're goddamn right we are. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much all there is to say for this episode, so let's go ahead and go into some outro wrap-up stuff. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Analytical Fanboys. If you want to listen to more episodes as they come out and are produced, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you want to take the show with you wherever you go and listen to it on your phone or whatever, go down in the description. There's a link to download every episode on Google Drive as an MP3. Um, if you would like to ask either of us a question and have on the show, uh, go ahead and email us at analyticalfanboys at gmail.com. Make sure you specify in the subject line, question for the podcast, okay to read on air, and uh, yeah, you'll, we'll we'll probably answer it, especially because I've, I've been so, so hungry and desperate for questions lately. Um, You're a slut for questions. I am. I want. I want fucking questions. I love doing Q and A shit, and I was hoping for it to be a bigger part of the show, but it hasn't been yet. Hope. Well, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon.
1: Well, dude, we're um, probably gonna get a bunch of listeners once you finish your video and go, "Hey, by the way, guys, I have a podcast."
0: Yeah. 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 Um, oh, right up the alley. Oh, you know. But hey, if you if you want to see these videos we've been we've been talking about, why don't you go ahead and check out our YouTube channels, our our individual channels? Because I know you're watching this on YouTube and you're going, hey, they, this is a YouTube channel, isn't this your YouTube channel? No, we got our own channels, damn it. Um, you can go ahead and look at mine. Uh, it's the Vacuuminator, the just YouTube.com/slash the Vacuuminator. I do analysis of uh, Tokusatsu and other cool superhero media stuff. Uh, hey, Chris, what's your channel? What do you do?
1: It's BoingoRider on BoingoRider on YouTube.
0: I do okay. video
1: editorials about things I like, including, but not limited to, Common x aid Pokemon designs, and the fact that they are not as shit as you may think they are. And...
0: Well, that's very boring. I'm really glad you do those videos. They're so good. <laughs> um,
1: I wasn't trying what? to do a Marty impression. I was just... That's my uh, thats my awkward voice. This is how I go into it. Well, well you know,
0: it sounds a lot like Morty from Rick and Morty, and this, this is my Rick, so uh, you can be the Morty to my Rick, and... Uh, Wouldn't
1: I be more Rick because I burp a
0: lot? Uh... I was I was gonna try and burp there, but I can't I can't burp on command. I, I can't do that. That's not a thing I can do. But hey, a thing you can do is uh, you can go and follow us on Twitter. <laughs> uh, my Twitter is at the Vacuuminator, and Chris, your Twitter is at Boingo underscore Writer. If I'm not mistaken, that is c- correct. Well, oh, oh, that's really great, Chris. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad you got that Twitter so you can get your thoughts out whenever you need to get your thoughts out.
1: Uh lordy, lordy. Uh,
0: I I. What the fuck has happened to this episode? Oh my god. Absolutely um,
1: everything and nothing. We are failures as content creators.
0: Yes. Um and I think that's a great place to end it. Uh, so that's gonna be it for this episode of Analytical Fanboys. Thank you again for joining us for this discussion of Database Rangers Power Reviews year one. Um uh, be sure to join us again next time when whenever that happens. Uh, when we will be discussing the film Bakaru Uh and
1: I have the... one last word to say for this episode.
0: Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we need to end it that way. Uh, so, until next time, this is The Vacuuminator and Chris Boingo Writer saying, What?